Welcome, and you're listening to Geekologist Radio, a division of the Ninja Pancake family of podcasts. Hey, it's Silver, and welcome to Geekologist Radio, where we take you into our gaming systems and ride the hype train into the future. Let's introduce our crew for tonight's cast. First up, we have Mr. Damian Nash. Yeah, I'm number one again! Ah! Oh god, why did I do that? <laughs> and uh, the less worrisome individual with us tonight is Mr. Fouts. So first to worst and second is always the best. Why do you think I'm silver and not gold? Well played. Well played. <laughs> so error on missions, we don't have anything Woo-hoo. this week. Yes, I'm not on it again. <laughs> Going into Game On, we got some uh, interesting news here. We're trying to d- diversify, so I'm even going out there and going outside of my usual zone of games and stuff I play. But we got some information on PlayStation 4's 5.0 update. It was leaked last week, but now Sony has officially revealed what's coming in the patch. In short, there are a few huge features included in the update. This sounds an awful lot like a competitive thing to go against some other things that are coming out for Xbox, but hey... Uh, which is out today for select beta testers, but lots of small improvements that should improve the system functionality overall. Some of the enhancements center around streaming using the PS4's built-in broadcasting capabilities. PS4 Pro users will be able to stream in 1080p and 60 frames a second. That's actually pretty huge if you're trying to get into streaming. I'm, I will admit this is a good thing for someone that's trying to get into streaming and doesn't have the the rig to be able mm-hmm. to do it. That is that is that is nice. Um, little jealous there, but I'm pretty sure Xbox X, you better bitches, better allow us to do that. Even though I have the rig to set up to do all this stuff and beside it, but provided their connection is strong enough, that's the key feature. That's the key feature. If you don't have good enough internet, screw you. You're going home. And PSVR users will be able to see new messages and comments coming through while broadcasting. PSVR is also adding 5 to 1 channel and 7 to 1 channel virtual surround sound support. The biggest feature that they still have not implemented for PlayStation is the ability to change your gamertag. Oh my god, I wish they could do that. That is the only thing if I they am not so did that, on. Then that would be some big news. Yes, absolutely agree. Yeah, the main thing in the 5.0 update, they're talking about a lot of parental controls that have been updated and stuff. So, yeah, Fouts, your, your wife can your wife can reel you in a little bit in what you're able to view. I, I don't do view anything on the PlayStation. My daughter has actually taken that over. She's oh. been playing nothing but Persona 5. She actually, I think, is almost at the end of the game now. I like your daughter. Wow. She has good taste. Now, Silver... Uh, You've been pl- doing Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix now. Yeah. You're getting all ready for that Kingdom Hearts Oh, jam. you know what? I've been playing them since the original one came out. I'm a long-time fan. I remember when um, the original was announced at E3 when I was a little kid. So I finally finished um, Kingdom Hearts 1 Final Mix after horsing around for quite a while. Got a good 50 or 60 hours out of it. Uh decided to skip Chain of Memories because I played it. It's not worth playing again. But, um... 
yeah, I jumped right into Kingdom Hearts 2, I think, um, this morning. I've got about seven hours into it already. So, like, but Kingdom Hearts 2 is one of my, like, all-time favorite games, and it runs so smoothly on the PlayStation 4. I'm, like, I forgot how, like, night and day uh, the first and the second games are, even though they're only three years apart. They're just so, so different, but so, like, the second one is just, does a really good job of, you know, like, even if you skip the two games in between one and two, the technically in between one and two they do a really good job of like sliding into the rest of the story without totally losing the uh player and like it's like you know the first time i played it i had played chain of memories um 358 was not out yet that only came out a few years ago so playing it uh years later knowing what happens between you know, that little lost story uh, from when the second one first came out, even without playing those, you see how well it really flows with the story and just, just does a great job of taking you right into it and kind of explaining the whole deal with why you start with Roxas and, you know, at least some questions for sure, which is why they released um, the side games afterwards, especially 358, but they're definitely passable. Um the only one that I've heard that is a must for the side games is Birth by Sleep, which is the one I have not played because it was on PSP. So I believe it's just a cinematic on the 1.5, 2.5 remix. Uh, but that's that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, I am going to see if I can download it on my Vita. But if not, I'm totally happy just being able to play Kingdom Hearts 2 again. Just I beat that game so many times over the last you know, 12 years it's been out, and it, it's just, it's still one of my, like, top five favorites, so I'm excited to revisit it. So something that uh, Damien's been revisiting. Without the dongar. I'm so sad. I feel cheated. That's why I'm not buying it. I actually might know a way to Ooh. get it. <laughs> Tell me yeah, more. So yeah, if, if, you... there's, if there's a way to find the dong bar, Damien's gonna find it. Oh, God, shut up. <laughs> Because well that's the thing is the only nudity well I guess they make the women the females have bottoms on so but uh, <laughs> the the game is Conan Exiles Frozen North and Xbox Shenanigans because I didn't really play like I played RP PvP on on uh, Conan I did a lot of that stuff uh, I played played on some servers with uh, some pretty big big names uh with the rp community mainly the one of the ones that i played with was uh the voice of dom excellent streamer great storyteller uh but playing on xbox i took a different route i took more of a competitive route i'm like okay i know i know how to build things i know where tactically to build them well that was before they added in like all the cliffhanger aspects of the game like excuse me being able to climb up mountains as long as you have stamina, if you run out of stamina, you fall. Kind of like Breath of but the Wild. Some t- yeah, a lot like it. You, if you can see it, you can climb it. And there is a lot of tactical advantages this, to this, though. Like, I was getting chased by some people. The guys that... See, I know the map, though. This is where I have the benefit from playing on PC. I know the map, at least the, the original part of the map. So these guys are running after me. I have three people running after me. And they're shooting arrows and stuff like that. I'm about ready to die. I'm like, you know, screw it. They're going to get my gear. I jump off a cliff. And then I'm like, huh, 
I turn my guy around as I'm falling and press A, which is the jump button, next to the wall, and my guy grabs hold of the rock wall and, like, clenches hold of it and is just, like, holding on. I watched those guys, both three of them, jump off and splatter into giblets below. <laughs> I crawled down. I crawled down and looted their bodies, got all the stuff I needed to build and start my uh, my uh, castle that I have up on a hill. I went up and claimed the wow. hill after that. It was awesome. I need a well up there, though, because those water runs are pretty dangerous. But I've gotten pretty good at jumping down. But the thing is, is that the game plays really well. Like, uh, it, like it, it has it has some launch issues. It does. They're pushing a patch out. Like they, I mean, this is what's crazy. So it, I love Friday the 13th, but it took so long for them to get a patch through Xbox certified. They put it, they, in within 24 hours, they had less than 24 hours. They had a patch cert being certified and it should be out tomorrow morning for Conan Exiles to fix a lot of the issues already. It almost sounds like they already were working on it before the release of the game, which means that they knew they were releasing the game broken as crap. But the thing is, is it wasn't broken as crap because you could play it unlike Friday the 13th where you couldn't play it unless you did private matches. This one, you can get on. I mean, it's the same. Granted, the issues that are there are the same issues that were on PC um, that at, at early launch. But the thing is, is that the game still, like, for me at least, playing on Xbox One S. I don't know how it's playing on, on a regular, a standard Xbox. But on Xbox One S, it's playing smooth. Most of the time, I'm averaging around 40 frames a second. It's not It's not 60 like it will be when Xbox One X patch comes out. But I'm still getting more than the standard uh, we get in a lot of games. And it's it's fun. Like, it's, it's the... I haven't seen the Frozen North yet. Brandon? Okay, I, I still have a problem with this. I mean, for them, in order to fix that game, to get a patch ready... And then send it to them to get certified. Doesn't that certification take like a week? Usually? Uh, no. On, how long does it usually well, okay, take? Okay. Well, it depends. This is the, this is, see, this is something. Now we're getting into, we're getting into where Microsoft gets, there's micro, it depends basically on, this is where. Okay. Games, if you had to say on average, how long would it take for a patch to get approved for any game? Uh, if you're not in my, if you're not a game that's considered to be advertised as like almost like a Microsoft exclusive to some extent, you're looking at like a week. But if you're something that Microsoft is like, oh, this is one of our exclusive, or we have exclusive until it launches early access, then you get stuff done a lot faster. Okay. Anything in the early access program gets stuff faster than a standard game that's actually already. My launched. point is, is all that did not happen in a day. True. Okay. Would it not have been better for them to delay the game and put the proper patch in? Because they had to have known about this issue for them to get the fix, get the patch sent to Microsoft for certification, to go through that certification process before it not, can be deployed. Not necessarily, because the other thing is, is the game works perfectly in single player slash, uh, like, co-op mode like if i wanted to invite you into my game to play the game works perfectly fine in that there's no issues but the game and is still broken though 
in some aspects of it does not work properly. The online with the online crashing and stuff like that, that was uh, the server crashing. So that would be one of the things. But being the fact that when you're hosting on your own Xbox, you're able to do it just fine. Okay, but it can't be server side because they wouldn't have to require a Xbox patch for that. If it was server side, they would do a server patch for that. True. So that's my point is, and I'm not talking bad about the game. I actually just have no desire to play it, but as fast as they're getting this patch to Microsoft to certify, get it certified, and then release a patch, what, two, three days after initial release of the game? There was an issue there that should have been addressed before the game was launched, in my opinion, even if it meant delaying the game by one week. Just so that way, people paying this type of money for the game don't get screwed over like they did with Friday the 13th or something like that. But with Friday the 13th, they didn't know about it, and then that was because they didn't realize how many people actually wanted to play this game. The other thing with Friday the 13th, the difference was Friday the 13th launched as not early access. It launched as a full launch title, right. whereas Conan is an early access. So it's not it's still got a lot of work to go on it. So that's the other thing is, is that, you know, you're buying an unfinished product that may possibly never be finished. I mean, I uh, to be honest, I am surprised that we're actually getting uh, a release date for Ark. That I mean, because yeah, that seemed like something that was just going to be constantly a work in progress. But I I'm glad because it, the game actually Ark feels like a complete game now. Two things. But uh, yeah, this is why I do not buy uh, early access titles. I, I uh, that bothers me. Second. Any version of Conan Exiles with no dong slider is a broken game. You heard it here, guys. I'm you heard it highly, here. Highly, highly disappointed. Silver is all about the dong bar. Yep. Europeans get it. Just not North Americans. Those bastards! No, we're just Hence, a bunch of prudes. I feel cheated. But, well, there's. I don't know if they patched it yet, but there, was peop- there were people that were downloading the patch on USB... And installing it on their Xbox and getting access to the full... If you find out details on that, I might buy the game. I mostly just want to run around and, you know, just flopping in the wind. It, it, it's, it's, I mean, come on, it's something I can't actually do. Video games are here to let me live my dream. Let's go. Does your husband know this yes. dream? <laughs> yes, he does. I was telling him yesterday about how sorely disappointed I am about this and how the news ruined my week. He All just right. patted me on the head. Where did... <laughs> I think you got something to talk about, Fortnite. I don't know if we can continue after that. <laughs> this will be the conclusion to our show this week. <laughs> Next up, we got Fortnite. It's tactical building on the fly. So a couple weeks ago, we were talking about this, and I was extremely skeptical, and I actually put a little salt on this, saying that I didn't know what the hell this game was. Well, I still don't know what the hell this game is, but I like it. And that is awesome. Um, it is yeah. early access as well, but it's not broke as crap like missing dong bars and whatnot. Uh, wait, wait. Is there a dong bar in Fortnite? Sure. <laughs> He's just trying to get me to buy it. <laughs> Stop lying to me. Now, the thing, what's, the, what's interesting about, about Fortnite is that it will be eventually be a free-to-play title. Um, and that any of us that have invested money into it, we will always have 
get we will always get a little bit of a a payback to us for being uh founders. the founders the founders of the game but the game is is so well done that it it does like if you're if you're interested in just having a fun game to play i strongly urge you to check it out as a founder because it is worth worth the the credit worth the space that you get as being a founder um the the daily the daily little little stuff that they send you um I mean, let's just put it this way: as a founder, Fouts got access to a some some crazy, like this. This is the thing: the guy that had salt, mind you. I've been, I love this game. I bought the big pack. I bought the big pack, which is which. It happens to be a reason why Fouts has the game. And then when he was giving it salt, I don't have this gun, but he happened. He's like, hey, you got you got some copper. I'm gonna make you. I'm gonna make you this gun. I want you to shoot it. Just just go ahead and check it out. Just check it. Mind you, this is the other thing. Typically, Fouts will play a game, and he's like, oh, I don't know if I like it. Next thing you know it, he's like, oh, I got some time on my hands. I'm going to play a game. Then all of a sudden, the guy goes from not liking the game to being your mentor. You're like, what the hell happened here? So in case, I figured out a best way to describe this game. It's like SimCity mixed with Call of Duty Zombies. That is a good analogy. Yeah, this is what happens today. So we're talking about we're talking about all this stuff. I get Fouts is like, hey, I want you to come on. I want you. I want you to check out my base. Mind you, this is the guy who didn't know what he was doing. We were helping him, clan mates and stuff. We were helping him out play the game. We're we're like, oh, we'll get you through the stuff. Well, I went through and I'm like, oh, let me show you how to upgrade this stuff. I couldn't figure out how to get the rest of my upgrade trees so I could upgrade the stuff even more. I go into his place and his place looks like Fort Knox now and castle and all this stuff. I mean, it's insane. And he's still a couple levels below me, but this is still nuts. He makes uh, me this a couple, gun. Wait, how, what, you're like level what, level 19 now? Yeah. I'm level 12. That's still, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, his gun, he's got, he makes me a handgun that this thing shoots, like, if, like, especially if you have an Xbox Elite and you put on the trigger stops, this thing shoots like a fully automatic, like, submachine gun. It's insane. But it's a hand and cannon. It's, yeah, it's a hand <laughs> cannon. Oh, yeah, and if you're a fan of crazy guns, like, I'm talking, like, you know, guns that may have been, like, in, uh, you know, 4. like, Border Fallout 4, Borderlands. Yeah, you know, you ever heard of, like, you know, when you're a kid, you're running around with your slingshot and they call it a wrist rocket? What if you could actually have a wrist rocket, only it's a gun? And it's yeah. an actual rocket. Yeah, he just made that for me earlier today. I haven't used it yet, but I'm going to a little later. It looks like it's devastating. But this is the stuff that the salt man got. Anyway, besides that, the game, tactical building on the fly. Uh, I had my first experience with this. I was playing a mission, and I was watching the guy. We were getting bombarded, uh, and the guy started, like, I don't know how he did it. It was almost like he had it macroed. He, or he knew what to expect, so he already had it set up. What, you know, the curvature of how to build the structure and stuff to block. So he was. we were getting hit taking damage, he starts building a shield just right over at the top of us. And it was just, it was crazy, because everybody on the on the team, they were all in a party. Eventually, I got invited in, I asked them to go, how how did you guys know this? And they go like, oh, well, we played it, we were playing on PC, we learned it on there, and then we learned what we needed to do here. So, a lot of people have been playing on PC, learning the tactics on there, and are transferring that now over to console with the controller. 
And they say that using the controller actually is easier than doing the mouse when it comes to the conversions of learning to build on the fly. Yeah, once you learn it, it's cake. If you like Legos, if you like if you like Call of Duty Zombies, if you like SimCity, you gotta check this game out. It's awesome. So next up, Damon, you got some Roblox? Yeah. So every now and then I jump in like I jump into to some games that my kids play. Like I I I was playing Minecraft the other day. My kids love Roblox. I hopped into it. I've had a character I, I actually have a character with the Geekologist radio emblem shirt in game and I import it from the computer into my console. So I jump on there and I run around with with the, my kids. And the thing is about Roblox is you can play from literally anywhere with your friends. You can play on your phone. You can play on your tablet. You can play Android, Apple. Doesn't matter what you got. You can play together. Console. It's it's a it's a play anywhere, literally anywhere, platform game. Well, inside of it, they have they they did an update to the hide and seek mini game. They call it the hide and seek extreme. This feels now like a roblox version like you don't get killed you're just you're just trying to hide but it's unique features like you're trying to hide like either it's like honey i shrunk the kids and you're hiding in like a room or something like that but it because of the you hear other people talking or whatnot and just you see the people running around it becomes like a game of tag so it's it's like a a friendlier version of friday the 13th but it's fun because, like, if you want to play a game with your kids or whatever, and just or you're at work and you want to play on your phone and play something, it gives you something really quick that you can just go in there and you can have a lot of fun on a lunch break or whatever. Uh, I strongly recommend checking out, download Roblox. Yeah, you're going to be looking at some blocky-ass graphics and stuff, but the gameplay is actually pretty good. I mean, they have a Battlefield. They, they have a Battlefield mod, actually. For one game that's actually pretty, pretty, pretty decent, pretty on par with with the uh, now that they've gotten a lot of the gun play uh, leveled out on it. But they also have Slenderman. There's a, there's a tons of different different types of mini games you can play on there. But the hide and seek one, hide and seek extreme, go on there, check it out. A lot of fun, especially if you're playing with other kids, uh, your 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 children, whatever in the house. You'll really enjoy it. And next up, we have Silver with Lawbreakers. But, okay, so, anyway. Um, I am reviewing uh, Lawbreakers on the PlayStation 4. It's kind of like a small um, rehash of Overwatch. Um, it is primarily a 5 versus 5 format. It's My only issue with it is there's no, like, just deathmatch, um, which is, like, I guess Overwatch doesn't really have uh, anything like that either, but that is normally my go-to in FPS uh, multiplayer shooters. But uh, the characters are kind of interesting. Um, they're more... It's got a lot of the um, futuristic, you know, you can jump real high and all that nonsense, but uh, I, I like the different characters. They don't really have as much of a personality as the Overwatch characters do, but the gameplay is really fun. Um, one thing that's either going to make or break Lawbreakers is that right now they only have 1,500 players. Uh, so, yeah, the developers are working to um, 
Uh, it's actually something that they keep saying in interviews. They are trying really hard to keep marketing the game, putting it out there, trying to push it on fans of games like Overwatch and uh, other uh, multiplayer shooters. Um, they're hoping for kind of a League of Legends situation, where it... It picks up over time, but the problem is is that is that they shot... Cliff Blazinski, Cliff Blazinski and his wife, because his wife is one of the lead programmers on the game, uh, they shot themselves in the foot by going as a PlayStation on console exclusive, mm-hmm. because they would have had a lot more... Because the thing is, is his install base of fans, Gears of War, is Xbox. Yeah. Had he had he got he would have had regardless of it being a rehash of overwatch he would have had a lot more people picking it up because it's a cliff blazinski title just on good faith exactly and that's that's his problem exactly and i know like um myself personally i very much prefer the xbox controller for uh, fps games than the playstation 4 especially online especially in a competitive match i it's not just me. <laughs> I that that was like my first issue was I could not get it on Xbox. Um, but like I really don't have a lot of complaints. The only my biggest complaint is it takes a long time to get into a match because there's not that many players. So it's I think if I were to uh do finish my review right now, it would be pushing a six. Um, I definitely want to play a little bit more, play more characters. Um. The one thing, like, you know, it's called Lawbreakers, and your character, your side, you're either on the Law side or the Breaker side. But it doesn't really explain, like, anything. The characters are basically the same. You know, you have the same basic, you have a a Wraith, and there's like a a combat medic type. And so there's different, um, so what I'm looking for... Like classes? classes, yeah. Thank you. There's different classes, uh, but the characters are almost identical on both sides. Like the wraith, like like even like uh, the wraith is the one that I've been playing a lot. He's got a gun in one hand and this really cool blade in another. I like uh, playing with him, but he looks the same, almost the same on both sides. His name is different, you know. Like he, his colors and stuff are different, but there's really no big, like reason that you'd want to be on one side versus the other which might be their point but you know because like overwatch doesn't matter which side you play on you play the exact same characters but like i said those characters have a lot of personality they've got a lot of uh color they've got a lot of you know people have specific main characters because of you know the the way that they play and so with lawbreakers i'm not really seeing a lot of that i just sit and switch through characters because they don't ha- they don't really speak they don't really so it's mostly just okay do i want two guns or do i want one gun or do i want you know that that's really the what it boils down to is what kind of a weapon do i want all right so next up we're going to get into the hype train first up on the hype train silver you're going to tell us about the town of light and their partnership with take this yes i received a um email this week from a pr rep for the developers and publishers of um the town of light uh let me see here lk lka 
dot it is an italian developer and wired productions is a developer and publisher they are paired up as of um august 16th through september 6th um every copy of the town of light sold 25 percent will go to take this which is an organization that uh, damien actually told me about that deals in uh mental health as far as gamers they have their little afk room at uh, E3 and PAX events, which I think is super awesome. You will probably find me there at PAX at least once. Uh, yeah, I actually want... This is another group that I would like to get... Uh, my 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 goal is to try to set up something for Rectify and Geekologist Radio to back up and uh, try to do a charity stream for Take This. Uh, I know Chris has uh, helped assist with them as well. And uh, it's the, the group... Anything that can help with mental with mental health. I mean, it's, it's a thing that's out there. I mean, all of us, like I said, all of us on this podcast have fought and deal with on a regular basis. This podcast alone is a big thing that helps balance me out. Um, because I, I have, I've actually been fighting a lot of anxiety coming up to PAX because I have, I fight with a lot of social anxiety. Um, I am an asthmatic and a, Last year when I went in for just my, I walked in, I saw all the people and I had a massive asthma attack. So, um, that being said, groups like this, they're there for you. They help you out. They, they'll come walking up. They have people walking around. Also, when you're on the show floor, you look for a pin. They have a particular pin that they're wearing. When you see a pin, even if it's someone that's on the show floor, that's, that's just walking around. That's just there to attend. If you see that pin, that pin basically is to say, hey, if you need someone to talk to, if you need to be directed to someone to help you, they they will help you. They'll get you to where you need to go. I mean, it's gamers helping gamers. It's But ultimately, it's not gamers helping gamers. It's people helping people. And if, I mean, if we can get more organizations like this out there, this is where the news, this is, I'm trying, I'll get off my soapbox here in a second, but. This is where the news, this is where media needs to be focused on. The good things that humans can do for each other, not the crap that we do to each other. Focus on the good and good will help happen. Good energy brings good energy. Negative energy brings negative. Turn to the good and we'll all be in a better place. Well, Sag, I was really excited to receive the email because I um, I have anxiety as well, um, but I also suffer from panic, uh, depression, and uh, severe post-traumatic stress disorder. So that it really meant a lot to me for them to reach out and say, hey, this is what we're doing. Would you mind writing an article on it? Which I did write an article. For those of you that would like to check it out, it is on uh, Rectify Gaming's website. The direct link is rectifygaming.com slash mental dash health dash gaming dash charity. Yeah, I'm going to make this easier. <laughs> it is rectifygaming.com slash mental health gaming charity. Take this, receiving support from makers of the Town of Light. There is a dash in between each word. Or if you go to rectifygaming.com and scroll down to PlayStation 4, for some reason that's where it decided to uh, place it, um, you can click on the link directly. Um, to make it easy, I'll just put a link to it in the description. So check the show notes for the link. Perfect. Um, 
I did write up an article on it, um, and I have not yet played the, t uh, the Town of Light. I have heard very good things about it. So I wrote up the article. I spoke a lot about my own personal issues, and I also mentioned that I am also um, sick and physically disabled. I am in a wheelchair um, most time. Not, you know, permanently, but when I need it. And I emailed my article back to uh, the PR rep, and... The PR rep and the two companies loved the article so much that they emailed me back, offered me a copy of Town of Light, which I installed today. I will start playing tomorrow. And they um, offered to let me meet the president of Take This and the COO of Able Gamers. Now, is this going to be at PAX that you're going to do? It is. It is. And uh, that is outstanding. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And I did let me know let me know when you do that. I would love I would love to go there and I'll try to make sure I have a GoPro ready in case or one of us. We you need to do a video. I do. Uh, I okay. do. And I did let them know that I am planning on it is something I'd like uh, our listeners to know as well. I am in the uh, currently working on some articles and pieces on both mental health in gaming and physical health, illness, disability, all that fun stuff in Gaming representation and gaming, the community as a whole, the industry, just kind of uh, covering a little bit of everything on both ends of the spectrum because I am very, very familiar with both ends of the spectrum. I've used gaming for years as a coping mechanism. Right now, I can't really work, so I sit and play video games, write reviews. I was in years and years ago, I was in the same situation, which I mean, I was basically told by doctors that I was dying. And I, one of the things I did is I sat and I played Gears of War and I became really good at Gears of War, the original one. Had a group of friends that I played on there. Uh, shout out to Bring Your Own Bob Saget. You guys meant the world to me. That was my gaming clan years and years ago. Uh, and uh, so much so that we actually were endorsed for a while by Bob Saget. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one of our one of our guys. This is back on MySpace. Uh, they he came he went to see Bob Saget in uh, uh, on a live show, and then he showed him the MySpace page. And yeah, he, he took a picture, put his thumbs up, and uh, MySpace. <laughs> yeah, I know. I told you it was a while. I'm telling man, it was a while back. But uh, gaming helped me. You know, when I was going through a lot of pain, everything, and I just I was given up on basically. I, I mean, I was ready to go. And then medicine helped out. I got through it. But the thing is, is that entire time I didn't have, I wasn't, I was allowed to be around people because I was, I was fighting off an infection. And so the, the gaming helped out a lot. Yeah. I'm, I'm really honored to um, get to work with these uh, companies um, and to play the game because I'm aiming to kind of fight that social stigma. You know, people always come up to me and they're like, oh, how come all you do is play video games? Why don't you go out and do stuff? And I'm like, because I can't walk. I'm afraid of uh, half the world. Like, this is my this is my comfort zone. So I, I'd, I'd, I'm trying to get it out there to more people that that's okay. And I'm very, very excited to meet with both Take This and Able Gamers. And I'm very thankful to the uh, developers for letting me play their game. So I'll definitely be talking about that next week. All right, so moving on. Next up, we got some... Kind of expected news. Crackdown 3 gets delayed till 2018. Yeah, I mean, it, we kind of expected this because of at, at the, the response crappy, that it was getting. Crappy, crappy, crappy mm -hmm. graphics at E3. Mm -hmm. Now, now here's the, but there is a positive to this. The fans love the gameplay. The gameplay they loved. 
but the graphics is what what you know for something supposed to be a Xbox One X, you know, pushing title. You can't you can't have bad graphics with that, and you, people can say, "Oh, graphics don't make the game." Well, in this case, oh, it makes the game. You you gotta have you gotta have the graphics, especially when you're talking about explosions everywhere. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're talking about multiplayer that everything's destructible. You need to be able to have those graphics, and and so and I mean, and honestly, let's just put, I mean, th- this is the, the problem that that a lot of people are having is is that this was a, this is an Xbox exclusive. Xbox doesn't really have a lot of those right now, and to have this not be in their lineup makes it harder to push for them. Now, on the other note, I think that Xbox feels that where they're going to be able to push is that they're going to be able to offer the superior system. Now, superior, I'm stating by power, not necessarily by, you know, uh, you know, but I'm saying out of power, they're saying that that'd be the superior system, but then they're also going to be able to really reduce the cost of entry through the remaining original Xbox ones and Xbox one S will be able to do a major price cut come around Christmas time so that they will be the cheapest entry into the current gen of gaming. Plus, uh, with the uh, with the um, date pushed back to 2018, even if the sales of the One X aren't that great um, at launch or Christmas time, you know they will pick back up when Crackdown releases. Well, you know, Crackdown. Uh, see, 2018, 2018 is already shaping up to be the year of Xbox because they got Crackdown. They have Sea of Thieves, and Sea of Thieves, my God, has been pushing out tons of content lately about all the stuff redoing i mean they're going back and they're redoing the sword play they're redoing the gunplay they are making things like i mean you'd almost think that the you'd almost think that the game was already done and that they're just pushing this out in layers mm-hmm. no no company would do that <laughs> uh, another one coming out next year is anthem and even though it's not completely exclusive it is getting priority to Xbox, so much so that when PS4 a while back decided to show it on their system, all they did was a bad Photoshop job of the Xbox One pictures. Which was quite hilarious. I am so excited for Anthem, and I... So am I. A- a- Anthem, I almost, like... So I, I'm I'm super excited for Sea of Thieves. Breathe, but, Damien. But Breathe, Anthem, Damien. A- I know, Breathe. I know. I'm turning really red. But a- Anthem has captured my imagination and captured like like on the Super Nintendo. I loved the game uh, Metal Warriors, and you're in mechs and stuff like that. I loved I love mech games or things like that. But I like game mech games where the mechs are more streamlined, and so like the TV show Exo Squad. Like Yes, like well, yeah, that, yeah. I love Titanfall, but like I love the anime. Or it was kind of like American anime, uh, Exo Squad. Absolutely love that. And then to see some of these, I mean, and then as anime, I love Robotech. And to see these, these uh, uh, suits, what? the suits, just I, I'm I, I'm gonna have to stop because I'm just getting too hyped up. Flustered, on yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just the game, the game. Is like everything as my childhood. I used to build Legos for and play with my Legos and stuff inside of in a game that I get to experience and experience with friends. That's everything to me because I'm a huge co- I'm a co op gamer. I don't like single player games too much, and 
this takes everything that I love about Destiny and melds it with everything I love about robot robotics and everything. It's just it looks to be fun as hell. And it's got good like people who have had a chance to play it are saying the same thing. I'm excited about Anthem because I'm happy to see a first person multiplayer um prioritize xbox again you know we lost call of duty to playstation a few years ago that i'm still a little bitter about that because like i said earlier i don't like first person shooters with the playstation controller any other type of game is great i do not like shooters with the playstation controller um, and then of course destiny is uh still playstation prioritized so i'm really excited about anthem there are actual peripherals out there that allow you to use an xbox elite controller or an xbox controller in general on on the PlayStation or a PlayStation controller on the Xbox. You should send me a link. But still, it's nice to see um, Xbox Live prioritized. It's been quite a while since you know we've actually had our own multiplayer first-person shooter. You know, like really, all we've been getting lately are um, single-player games, which I'm a big fan of. So that's not a big, a huge deal. Um, and racing games, again love them but if i'm gonna play a game like destiny or call of duty i want it on xbox first because i'm not going to play it on my playstation i will save that for rpgs all right so next up we got path of exile yes you know we we all like diablo on here well brandon brandon's a huge diablo guy and i like diablo but i've always wanted something that kind of felt like it. i felt I love Blizzard, but I have felt like Diablo 2, Diablo 3. Well, no, Diablo 2 was great. I felt like Diablo 3 was always missing something. Like, there was something that it just, it didn't have that same appeal. Like, you know, in Diablo 1, I could play as a mage, and I could wear chainmail. I could wear whatever the hell I wanted. If I wanted to be a wizard and have a shield and a sword and chainmail armor or plate mail, I could build my character out to play that. They got a game out here. It's Path of Exile. It's free to play. And that's the thing. I know a lot of people say, oh, free to play. This game is done so well on PC. Everybody that there, anybody that's reviewed it has stated that if you were to play free to play, this is the way to play it. Like this is the way to create a free to play game. And that it actually is going to be coming to console. And it'll come out on console on the 24th. You'll be able to play it free to play. or you can pay 20 bucks and you get extra you get an extra uh uh storage bar that you can actually color and everything like that so you can you can create basically uh character builds you can also you get 200 points now the 200 in-game credit points that you get for the 20 bucks it's basically you're being a founder um but that 200 points would cost you 20 bucks in itself so it's just kind of like a little starter kit that gets you a little more extra in it. But you don't need any of that stuff because you regularly earn enough income in the game to unlock everything as is. It's just for those people that maybe want a little extra right off the bat, but you don't necessarily need it. The character, there will be never, like, unless you are literally saying, hey, what are you doing? I want to copy you. You will not have the same build as the next person you play with. Because there's each class that you pick from, I mean, it has over, I think, over 200 different combinations, if not more. The skill tree is insane. I was watching a stream on it, and like I was like, oh, that must be for a lot of different character classes. It's not. It's for one class. 
and it just expands out. It's it's the graphics are amazing. I got to play this in alpha, um, and it's just it's everything you want in like say Diablo Four, but you get it for free to play. And, and and so that's that's one of the things that I'm excited for. The 24th is going to be pretty cool. I'm going to be testing it out. We'll get hands on. We'll get hands on again the game launch version of it, and uh, I'll be able to compare it to what it was in the alpha. Brandon, anything that you, you you know that the some of our acquaintances have been playing this. Yeah, they actually like it. Um, they a lot. They've actually compared it closer to Diablo two rather than Diablo 3. Um, I am perfectly happy with Diablo 3, so I probably won't play this. Oh! You, well, here's the thing. You say that, but we know you will. Uh, moving on from Path of Exiles, we have Silver talking about Moons of Madness. Yes! This, what is this? This is another one that I, I've been emailed about uh, recently from the publisher. Um, it is coming out sometime next year. They're looking at the first or second quarter of the year it is going to be on pc xbox one and playstation 4 oh scratch that they changed it it's going to be quarter two or three so hopefully around summertime next year um it is a lovecraft inspired first person psychological horror game that explores the internal... Hang on. How many titles did you say? <laughs> um, let me see. Uh, f- three or four. <laughs> go, heard, go through I, it again I, because... I heard Lovecraftian like and I'm all excited. It is a HP Lovecraft-inspired first-person psychological horror game. So okay. I, I, I read that just like in the headline of the email and I was like, yes, I'm reading this. That could basically be... If you were to explain what Alien Isolation is about... You could use the same that same header for that game if you're trying to if you're trying to you know understand your head. Except this looks better, believe it or not. Um, there is a trailer, there is some gameplay out, um, and for still being in production, it actually looks really, really interesting so far. Um, uh, on their website, it says it explores the internal struggles of astronaut Shane Newhart and the supernatural events that occur on research station Trailblazer Alpha, which is the first scientific outpost on Mars. Um, It is a narrative-driven psychological horror experience. Um, One thing I think that is very interesting is it is going to focus on mental illness, much like Town of Light, and we are seeing in a lot of games lately, so I'm very, very excited to play this one. Damien? Well, you took when you said that it, I didn't want to make my joke anymore. So I was gonna say, wait, are we talking about Doom here? But and then you said that, and I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna Doom, say but it. better. <laughs> it actually looks really interesting. Um, the gameplay video I watched the other day it was about 25 minutes. Um, it's on YouTube. I think it popped up through IGN or something on my Facebook, and it just shows just a basic gameplay. Like, oh, we need more um fuel for our little. Mars rover thing and so I've got to go fix this stuff so I can get you know the energy I need and then all of a sudden he starts having these hallucinations and this like fear I've I've heard some people have compared that to uh to Dead Space yeah you know what it did remind me of Dead Space um it doesn't have that from what I've seen so far it doesn't have that isolated uh feel and I think it's because you're not stuck in a little tiny you know area it's actually very vast, very... What I was watching um, in the gameplay video, it was actually on the surface of Mars. So, you know, surrounded by um, 
like solar panels and and stuff like that for energy. Um, and there was somebody else there with him. You could hear him on on the radio, you know, like, "Hey, man, you need to go over here and do this, and then we'll get some more power." And he starts going through these hallucinations. He sees this cave. And by the time he comes through, you know, all you hear is, Shane, Shane, where'd you go? What's going on, man? So I'm really, really excited because I love psychological horror, especially in video games. And, of course, again, mental illness in video games is always uh, interesting to people like, you know, us. I was going to say, it sounds like somebody swapped out the oxygen tank for some type of hallucinogen or yeah, something. Yeah, that would be fantastic. <laughs> Either way, um, they are focusing very heavily on H.P. Lovecraft, uh, so I think that alone is going to make it amazing. And I'm not huge on horror sci-fi, except for um, like Dead Space. I really enjoyed those. Uh, but this one actually, and I think it's because it's not so much of a oh, there's scary aliens and monsters and you're by yourself kind of thing. It's more of it's more of the stuff he's dealing with than what's actually on the surface. So I'm pretty excited to get more news on that. Kind of jumping in with the horror thing. Uh, we've got a lot of news uh, for on the horizon coming up for Friday the 13th. Uh, so they put out this thing. They've been putting out this, these dot things and people have been trying to figure out what they were and whatnot. And it was a blue dot with a bunch of black dots. A lot of stuff is because if you think about it, the smack dab in the middle of the of the trilogy that is Tommy Jarvis, you have Friday the Thirteenth, the New Beginning, and it's where they tried to take where they where they tried to take a step away from Jason because Jason was killed. They're like, oh, we still want to be able to bring Jason back, but we're going to go kind of along the lines of of Pamela Voorhees being the mother but we're going to go and have someone act like they're Jason. So they had a definitely a different mask. It had blue chevrons instead of, instead of red. Well, then the update, they just released a major update to the uh, webpage, mostly dedicated to fans and everything of the game, because the game is now basically being, I mean, that's people that play it. A lot of people play it, stream it and role play the characters out. And the, one of the first things they do on one of the, the sites is it says, it, when you go to the website, it says, a new beginning. And it shows Jason standing there with a spear, but it's like, and it talks, then you, you click around and navigate through different things. It talks about a new Jason coming. Well, the new beginning highlighted, that's just a direct callback to the new Jason. There's also a new... uh uh, there's going to be three new maps of mini maps that are going to allow for faster combat to to take take place for for faster gameplay, and then there's a whole new other map that's being designed up, which we think is based off of the halfway house in uh, a new beginning, along with which would come out. There's also with a new update that's coming out, we're getting finally going to be able to have player emotes. So like you can basically give the finger or wave at Jason if you know you're going to die. Or if you don't want to talk because Jason's right next to you and you don't want him to see hear you, you can say, hey, come over here to someone else without actually saying it. Little things like that are just will be nice for the game and then just some other optimization. But it's just a lot of stuff coming out on the line. And guess what? It's all free except for the bikini uh, DLC that's coming out. They're going to have a summer of they're having 80 style string bikinis coming out. For the characters, I don't know if that's going to be on if they're doing male uh, stream bikinis or not, but they are. They are doing the female. It's like you when you buy it first off, 
regular three ninety nine. You can get them for a dollar ninety nine when they first come out. I still need to get that one. I've been wanting to play that one with you guys. It, yeah, I mean, we, we, but here's the thing. Jeff has it. He has not even played it yet. We've been meaning to play it together. We want to play it and role play out the characters uh, as soon as we can. When we do, I mean, that's something we definitely got to stream together. Uh, next up, I want to talk about a game that is just, it is getting the best scores you could possibly get right now. Uh, we're talking Sonic Mania. It's out basically all all it's on it's on switch it's on playstation 4 it's on xbox the meta score for this okay is 86 right now the user score is a 9.2 basically what this game is is this game uh it it takes you play as either knuckles tails or sonic it goes back and it's a rehash of all the older level all the older games as well as completely new levels all designed in the old graphic style with a higher resolution. And people can't get enough of it. So you're saying it looks like the old, but it's definitely new, but it looks like the old, but it's definitely new. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I do know that that one runs at a full 60 FPS on the uh, Nintendo Switch, which is a big selling point. And this is a title that, it, to me... This is definitely a switch. Like, if I had a switch, I would want this on it because this is a game that you go walk around with and play and really get a lot of enjoyment out of. I mean, yeah, as a as a con, you know, from primary console player, I would I could see getting. I like I know that I have to pick this up because my wife's favorite game, the one game that she will play, is Sonic. So I know that I eventually have to get this for. Her, but it's just something that also all the levels on this one. There's multiplayer in every mode on wow. it, so you can actually do two two player co op on it. That's nice. that's another thing. So, which character would you pick? Knuckles, Silver, probably Knuckles. Me too. <laughs> None of us can play together then. I, I I used to like my my my. If it wasn't Knuckles, I like Shadow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is one I'll probably end up picking up on the Switch at least eventually because I still only have Zelda as much as I love my Switch. But uh, this is I'll I'll end up picking this one up. At some point. And ending out tonight, we have Ark. We, we talked about Ark last week a lot. And we, and I made, I mentioned something, and this was almost an error in a mission, but I was like, I learned a little more about it. I was saying Ark would have done well as a VR. I forgot about Ark Park VR. Think Jurassic Park, only taken in Ark. Uh, it's a virtual reality spinoff of Ark Survival Evolved, developed by Snail slash Peacock Studio and creatively consulted by Studio Wildcard. Uh, it's set to be released for HTC Vive, Oculus Rift, and PlayStation VR somewhere in the near future. Um, the trailer for it looks like Jurassic Park, and of course, chaos happens, and then you have to grab guns and you have to fight. Now. The there's a lot of it. There's parts of it that show that looks like it's on rails, and then there's other parts where the people are walking around and everything. I almost feel like this Ark Park VR could be the story. Like it feels like it's the campaign accompaniment to Ark itself. And and I don't know how quite I feel about that because I feel like if you're gonna go with a first person kind of story-driven thing like this. I almost feel like it needs to come to other systems, but 
it does it does look good and it makes me want VR. And I, I've tried VR last year at PAX. There's some cool things, but nothing was a selling point to it. But I love dinosaurs, and this makes me want it. All right, so I think that's gonna about going to wrap it up for us for, let's see, episode 58 of Game On. Uh, Silver, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at SilverSoulX10, that is X10, and I do articles and podcasts and game reviews for RectifyGaming.com. Speaking of articles, we will have that uh, article for the mental health gaming charity, Take This, receiving support from makers of Town of Light, in the description, so please be sure to go and check that out. Damien, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Damian Nash. You can also find me on Rectify Gaming, writing all the articles and the stuff. Uh, I got, I've been a bit, I got one coming out on Rock, uh, my preview with that. And then uh, I'm going to be doing an accompaniment to Silver's uh, ARC uh, review that she's doing. Mine is coming from the, ver- the, the grizzled veteran. Hers is coming from the newbie. <laughs> and I died all right, all right, so right. much. So that was creepy as all hell. Um, <laughs> That's Damien for you. You can find me on Twitter at bfouts82. That's b f o u t z eight two. And you can find all of us at podcast at geekologistradio.com If you want to send us an email, let us know how we're doing. If there's anything that you think we missed, anything you think we should cover, uh, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. And you can also find us on Twitter as the cast as a whole at Geekologist Radio, minus the T because of those crazy character restrictions. And then a uh, huge shout out to Ninja Pancake, family of podcasts, our, one of our gracious hosts and big supporters. You can find other podcasts that are great to listen to, such as uh, GNA Podcast, Loot Shoot Lane, My Morning Coffee. Bombshell Jackets and Geek, Geek Squatch. Squatch. That's right, Geek Squatch Podcast. Uh, so, yeah, go check them out. And on behalf of us at Geekologist Radio, we are meowed.